99 Jams Community Matters, your girl Super Cindy. Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. And yo, today's topic to start off the show is very like something that I'm very in love with, but I don't seem to actually follow through and actually do it. <laughs> so I'm really glad to introduce, because it's going to change after today's show, of course, and I hope it changes for all of you too that aren't following the movement. I have the executive director of Urban Oasis Project, Mr. Art Friedrich. Hey, good morning. Super. Good morning. <laughs> so Art, I just like put myself on blast by saying that <laughs> I don't do it as often as I should. Well, none of us do. I mean, we're all kind of working on it. You know, we're all in process. We're making it happen. But let's eat healthy. Okay. So what is the, um, what exactly is Urban Oasis Project? So yeah, we're a nonprofit. We started in Miami about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. We've been doing all kinds of different things. We help families plant gardens at their homes. We really got into growing our own food as a way to just eat better, feel better, and just have more control over our lives. Mm-hmm. And we really want that to be accessible to everyone. So we we started running farmers markets and we ran our own farm for a while. And now we got a new project going on in Miami Gardens that we're super excited about called the Miami Gardens Mobile Farm Stand. Okay. So we bring a truck out, we bring all kinds of local fresh vegetables, and we just set up a couple spots in Miami Gardens and just sell some fresh vegetables. So before we get into exactly what the farmers markets are and the mobile farmers stand is, Let's learn a little bit about you. How did your passion for this ignite? Like, did you study this in college or did you like just like carrots? Like, how does this happen? <laughs> uh, well, um, I grew. I was in St. Louis growing up for a while and okay. uh, started a community center there. We started a little community garden mm-hmm. and it was just super fun. Like all the kids would come around and we'd like be planting tomatoes and mm-hmm. we'd grow some okra and, you know, all kinds of things. And the kids just really connected with it. So we loved that part of the community center, the way the kids really responded to like knowing where their food comes from. Mm-hmm. So when I came to Miami, it was just really shocking that I couldn't find any good farmers markets or any place to buy local food. My whole family's been involved with it up in New England for the past 15, 20 years. Wow. So, but we didn't grow up with it. You know, mm-hmm. it's new. Like it was part of our culture that we lost mm-hmm. and that kind of my whole family has been reconnecting with. And so I really, really want to bring that to other people too, to kind of reconnect with that part of our culture that we've been losing, like how to eat good food, how to grow our own food, how to, like, you know, meet those needs that we all have. And you know what I feel like if a kid says, I don't like this and I don't like that, but if they plant it and see it grow it, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they actually saw the seeds go in the soil and the whole process of how it grows, they're more willing to taste it and be like, you know what, this actually tastes good. (laughs) It's amazing the way that they respond Mm. to it when they grow their own tomatoes. I mean, cherry tomatoes off the vine that Mm. you planted yourself, that you grew yourself, that you're, like, standing in the sun and just pick a few and eat. I mean, there's nothing beats that. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about the Urban Oasis Project. How long has that been alive? So like, we've been in Miami for 10 years. A woman named Melissa Contreras founded it. Mm-hmm. And I came in and was like, let's blow this up. We can make this bigger. We can get more people from the community involved and make this a true like grassroots organization. So we started just doing small things there and going around to see community gardens that were around and helping start some new ones. Uh, yeah, so then we've been running farmers markets for the last eight years. Uh, our biggest one is at Legion Park on Saturdays. Where is Legion Park located? 66th and Biscayne in okay. Miami. Okay. So the Upper East Side area. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. neighborhood, awesome community. We have mm-hmm. 40 vendors and wow. it's just super international, like a ton of Caribbean vendors and mm-hmm. some French folks and 
a couple of Australians. So really diverse. Free yoga at 10 o'clock. Hello. So and, do yoga session yeah. and you get your fruits for the week. <laughs> and, and then once a month, we have a picnic in the park. And so we bring in authors and poets. And we also have musicians on the last Saturday of every month. So a lot going on there at wow, Legion Park. That's so but we're cool. also at Tropical Park on Saturdays. Okay. So, you know, something for folks down in the southwest part of Miami. Mm-hmm. And the Monday nights, we run the the Market Mondays at the Arsh Center. Oh, that's Miss Kimmy from Hits 97 was telling me about the market at the Arch Center. Yeah, it's really fun. There's a farm-to-table dinner that you can get, and there's a couple of different small farms that are there. So it's really nice to you know actually meet people that are growing your food mm-hmm. and have a connection with it. And they give you like tips on how to cook things. You know, a lot of people don't know how to cook things, and we bring all kinds yeah. of weird stuff. And uh, you know, a lot of really fun tropical fruits. We're so mm-hmm. blessed in Miami to have so much diversity of crops we can grow with our subtropical environment. Yeah. So we bring you know all kinds of star fruit. We bring Nispero, um, you know, Canistel, Monstero, jackfruit, all kinds of weird things. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) I know jackfruit. (laughs) I know that. And I know starfruit. But the rest I never heard of and I would love to taste them. It's good. It's so good. You know what I noticed too? Like when I travel to the Caribbean, like if I've gone to Jamaica, I've been to Haiti a few times, their vegetables and their fruit are just so much sweeter and richer. Their avocados from Haiti are like insanity. (laughs) Creamy and yummy. I love them. So, like, when we grow locally here, like, where do you find the people that are growing? Are they actual farmers? Or, like, who are the people that are at your at your farmer's markets or your mobile market growing these crops? Yeah, so we do a mix. Like, mm-hmm. we bring one big stand where we buy from a bunch of local farms. Mm-hmm. So I've been around for 10 years driving around Homestead. Um, but we get a real mix of places. There's also an urban farm right in Liberty City that we buy from Saracy Farm. Um, so they're great partners. But, yeah, a bunch of just small farms down in Homestead. And, you know, it's a growing movement. Yeah. We're a little behind. But we've got a few old school farmers and a few, like, new young farmers mm-hmm. that are really just getting into it. So we source from all of them to give them more outlets. Uh, and then some of those farms come to the markets themselves. So new ones like Produce and Pantry, the Little River Cooperative, um, Farmer Fred is at Tropical Park. So, yes. It's a real big mix. But you know what you said that we're that we're you're a little bit behind, but you know what the point is you've started. So that's you know what I'm saying? As long as we've started and we're trying to build this movement with, with outlets like here and speaking about it on different outlets and spreading the word on social media. Yeah, that's what we need. Definitely and you know, grow. And because we really want to make it super accessible to everyone. Yeah. So we really keep things at the lowest cost we can. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to give our farmers a fair price, but yeah. we mark it up as little as we can so yeah. that we can, you know, keep going and expand what we're doing. We also have a great program where we accept SNAP benefits. Hello. We- repeat that. Rewind. <laughs> So all of our markets, we accept SNAP benefits, awesome. and we double the value of them. So everything's Wait. basically half off. So you double the value. Like, so, for example, someone with a SNAP card, if they go there and they have, uh, like, let's say they're going to buy $40 worth of stuff. Yeah. Like, they're actually going to get $80 worth of produce? Yeah. So they'll run wow. their card with us at our stand. Uh-huh. We'll run it for $40, but we'll give them $80 of tokens. They can use those tokens for us at our stand, but they mm-hmm. can also go to the whole market and spend them for other folks, too. 
That is so. How do you guys? How are you guys able to do that? Well, we were part. Of, we, yeah, like eight years ago when we started, we got some private funding, mm. and then we got into a national program. And the USDA was like, "We're never going to fund this," but we collected so much data with all these national partners mm-hmm. that now there's a whole grant program that's a stable part. Um, so yeah, we have a grant that helps pay for those matching benefits. That is because you know what I think a very big misconception is when people hear the word farmers market, they think bougie rich people, you know what I'm saying, shopping on a Saturday and a day and afternoon going to the <laughs> farmer's market and drinking wine. Like, yeah. they have a misconception that, you know, if, they're, if their budget is less, you know, that they can't afford to go to a farmer's market. But this totally squashes it. And even though that's not the truth about farmer's market, but the fact that you're doubling the quantity that they can get with their SNAP, I mean... Yeah, that's what we want to do. We really want to challenge that misconception because I mean, the what farmer's markets were there to create was food accessibility for yeah. everyone, to help everyone eat healthy, to help everyone connect with their farmers. It's not about, you know, whether you're rich or poor. And yeah. really for always, uh, people on SNAP benefits were a huge part of farmers markets. But there was some mess ups that the government did in the 90s. Hmm. And all of a sudden you couldn't use your benefits at farmers wow. markets. So we're part of this new wave that for the past 10 years has really been refocusing farmers markets on serving everyone, no matter what your income level is. I love that. When, you know, like the whole thing now is like everywhere you go in, in the actual big grocery stores, everything is organic this, organic that. And it's so much more expensive than the non-organic. Um, how, like w- with your farm? market, obviously these things are organic because they're grown, or how does that work? Uh, again, we do a mix. Like, we're okay. trying to serve a real mix of clientele with mm-hmm. people with different priorities. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of things that are organic. Mm-hmm. Most of our things are organic, um, but we try to keep the prices really reasonable yeah. um, because they are local and we're dealing directly with farmers. There's yes. not the multiple people marking it up yeah. and marking it up and storing it and shipping it and refrigerating it. Um, so we keep it more direct, so that keeps the prices down. Uh, but we also if we can't find local things that are organic or sustainably grown, Mm -hmm. then we'll get some conventional stuff. And that also gives us some cheaper options. But for us, it's just important we label it so you know what you're getting. Yeah, you know what you're getting. We'll tell you everything we know about what you're getting. And then the different farms that come to the markets, they all have kind of their different practices and they're Mm -hmm. able to tell you what's what and, you know, why something might cost this and why something might be really cheap, why something might be more expensive right now. Because, you know, we have a lot of seasonal variation. You know, you can't get everything all the time. Time. We really work with the seasons here, so you get to learn, like, you know, what's in abundance yeah, right now. And I shouldn't be buying it at a grocery <laughs> store because it's there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but And you know, too, that, like, so many, um, when you go online and you look, it's like so many illnesses are related to the foods that we're eating now. Like, when we were kids, you know, the illnesses that are going around weren't as heavy and as prominent and as common as there were. Like, younger people are getting illnesses that only elderly people used to get. And I, I truly believe my my own opinion is that it has to come from the food and the things that we're ingesting. So, like, I think with going to farmer's markets and, like, actually meeting the farmers where they're getting it from, that just changes the whole ball game of how you're getting stuff. Yeah, it definitely does. Like, it really helps us kind of reframe that food is such an important part of our culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's such an important part of our health. And that's really what we believe. So we're just trying to get people to eat a little more fresh fruits and vegetables that don't have all the additives. You know, they're not going to keep forever. But, you know, 
those preservatives and the salt and everything that keeps that food good forever on the shelf, like it's not doing good for your body. And it's really contributing to a lot of these things like the diabetes, Mm -hmm. obesity, and even things like asthma are really affected by what you're eating. So, you know, we really believe that you can help your, you can really promote your own health by eating more fresh fruits and veggies. Mm-hmm. I love that. And it's delicious. Okay. <laughs> do, are, do you guys ever, um, well, you said, okay, so let's let's share the locations of where you are. Like you're right now, you're trying to promote the one in Miami Garden. So let's um Yeah, so the best way to, mm-hmm. you know, stay in touch is to check out our website, mm-hmm. urbanoasisproject.org. Okay. We have everything listed there. We're also on Facebook at Urban Oasis Project. Uh, we have an Instagram at Urban Oasis Project. And then we also have another Instagram for our new project, the Miami Gardens Mobile Farm Stand, and that's just at MG Mobile Farm Stand. So those will keep you most up to date. But yeah, we're pretty steady with our locations right now. Mm-hmm. You can find us twice on Saturdays, okay. once at Legion Park, 66 in Biscayne from 9 to 2, and for those down in the south, southwest, at Tropical Park from 9 till 3. And then on Monday nights, we're at the Arsh Center from 4 till 8.30, downtown 13th and Biscayne free mm-hmm. parking right there and the lot across the street and then on Thursdays catch us in Miami Gardens with there's just the mobile farm stand so it's just us with fruits and vegetables and we're going to be at the Betty Ferguson Center in the mornings and at Bunch Park Pool in the afternoons Okay, so Thursday mornings at Betty T. Ferguson is the mm-hmm. mobile food um, farm stand, the yeah. mobile farm stand. And then you said in the afternoons, afternoons you're at Bunch Park? Yeah, Bunch Park Pool. The Bunch Park Pool afternoons. That is so awesome. So if anyone's interested in like maybe actually becoming one of the farmers that sell their products at your farm stores, I mean at your, at your, <laughs> at your farmer's market, I should say, um, how do they, do they just contact you? Like yeah. is there a guideline? Like well, how does this work? On our website, uh, mm-hmm. real easy to apply to be a vendor. Mm-hmm. And also just the hit the contact me button and it goes right directly to me. And so, yeah, we'll work out what you got. Like if you just have a few things, sometimes we can just buy things from mm-hmm. folks. Um, some folks donate produce for us to resell so that we can use that to do our, our different projects. Um, and yeah, but all the info is right there on our website to make it easy for people to get involved with us. We also volunteer opportunities. People help oh, us run awesome. the things. People help us promote. You give hours like for high school students and oh, um, college students. Yeah, we always pretty much have at least one high schooler with us. So oh, getting cool. their hours and mm-hmm. you know learning how to talk with people, engage with yeah, customers, sell, eat fruit. You know they're learning and eating fruits and vegetables Good. as they go. <laughs> um, yeah, but we also are planting gardens. Uh, it's on a sliding scale so it's mm-hmm. free for low-income families mm-hmm. and so we have an application on our website um, that people can use there and apply to get a free garden or if they can afford it you know make a donation so that we can give the free gardens to someone else so wait so when you're saying these gardens what expand on that what is yeah. what do you mean with that so we call them our give gardens mm-hmm. and uh, it's a little four foot by eight foot starter garden uh, we come in with some wood, some soil, some plants, mm-hmm. some seeds, mm-hmm. and we just come in, spend two hours with you, and drop a garden into your yard. Tell you how a little bit cool about how that? to keep up with it, and how to harvest it, and then it's yours. So you got to weed it, you got to harvest it, and you got to eat it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is! I live in a condo, and right now I'm very upset about that because <laughs> I want one. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely, if I had a home and grass, I would definitely do that again. Where do they go to if they're interested in that? Again on our website mm-hmm. urbanoasisproject.org and mm-hmm. look for the give gardens tab 
Do you think that like with the times that we're living in, that people are becoming more aware of how important it is to eat, you know, healthy fruit, fruits and vegetables and to actually go to like farmers markets and things like that? Yeah, I think there's definitely, you know, the big shift towards being more aware of how to take over, take care of our own health. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, eating healthy is a one part of it. You know, exercise, yeah. and, you know, controlling your stress levels mm-hmm. are all really important parts of how to keep yourself healthy. So. I love that. And so when um, when we go out there to the farmer's market, are there like any, do you ever have like any um, classes or anything on like um, how to... Like how to <laughs> in general, how to do everything concerning this, whether it be to how to cook these vegetables or how to eat the fruit. Like, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we're always giving away samples and like mm-hmm. telling people about what these things are on our table. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when we have things like star fruit, you know, sample the star fruit and some people don't know what to do with it. But it's delicious on a salad or just mm-hmm. eat the whole thing whole. Um, once a month, we are doing free cooking classes. Um, okay. So we have a chef demo and you get to eat a sample uh, at Legion Park. Um, as part of our concert series, The Palace in the Park. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's and then we just, you know, give people recipes all day long and ideas all day long as we're selling stuff. I mean, that's what's great about the farmer's market. When you go to the supermarket, there's Mm -hmm. no one to ask about how to eat this or what it is. That's if they even have it. (laughs) Yeah. And so when you come to us, you know, it's a direct like we're helping you pick stuff out. We're making recommendations and we're, you know, teaching you how to cook it if you need. Are your farmer's markets and the mobile farm stand, are they rain or shine? Like if it's raining, are you guys still out there or how does it work? Pretty much rain or shine. We've only had to be closed a few days. So if there's a hurricane watch, we'll <laughs> we probably be not be there. <laughs> like, I want my apples! <laughs> but yeah, we're rain or shine because, yeah, people got to eat. <laughs> what is the movement like to spread the word on this? Like, um, like I know in, in other cities, like New York, and you were saying New England and other places, these movements are a lot bigger. Like, with us having the tropical weather, wouldn't you think that it would be a lot bigger than it is down here? Yeah. Um, you know, for us, his Historically, we've exported all of our produce. Mm. So we haven't, you know, and our land prices are pretty high. So, and honestly, a lot of times we don't have great soil. We have Mm -hmm. great climate, but not great soil because Mm -hmm. our warm weather just breaks the soil down to sand so quick. So you definitely got to like really pay attention to taking care of your soil and adding stuff to it to really make it be productive for growing stuff. Uh, but yeah, but and then just we got to support people selling locally and selling yeah. directly so that we can build this movement. And it's definitely been happening. It's definitely been improving over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're a little behind from where a lot of folks in the rest of the U.S. are, are at with it. Um, you know, I came from Boston where there was, I don't know, hundreds of community gardens. <laughs> you know, we're finally getting up to maybe like 15 or 20 around Miami-Dade. And when I was in St. Louis, there was an organization that supported 150 community gardens. So folks in condos could just go to the community garden and have mm-hmm. a little plot there. And so we have a couple of those, but we really need to work you know, the city, the county, they all need to support these initiatives to make those more available to people and and to, uh, you know, help people connect with their health more in that way. When President Obama was in office, his wife's initiative was really like community gardens and eating healthy. Was that, did that help? Oh. Like the wave? <laughs> I love Michelle Obama. Okay. I was just watching another special <laughs> on her the other day. Uh-huh. And yeah, like tearing up 
part of the White House lawn and putting in a garden. garden. Like, you know, and you could see the kids working with them on that. We're so excited. And, you know, I'm sure they were so excited when they came back and got to eat some of it, too. Um, Yeah, I mean, the Let's Move campaign and, and, and her chef who helped you know, create all that with her and, you know, promoting the healthy eating. Yeah, it really helped. It was amazing. And um, part of the uh, stimulus dollars uh, mm-hmm. went through the health department and helped us get started with our first farmer's market. Awesome. So help support, you know, opening some new locations so that we can get more food accessibility in more places. Uh, you know, people often don't eat healthy because it's not they're not surrounded by it. Yeah. You know, we have food deserts where it can be really hard to find good produce, where it can mm-hmm. be hard to find any local produce. So we're trying to combat combat that by, you know, making more places to access good, healthy food all over the place and make it convenient for people. Is anyone at your um any of your markets or your mobile stand selling honey? Yeah, definitely. Ooh, that honey <laughs> is. Ooh, I'm not really a fan of honey, but one time I tried, like I got a bottle as a gift and it was like locally grown and that honey is not what's on the shelves at the grocery mm, store. No, it's... That is like a whole different <laughs> ball game of I'm like, what bees did yeah, this? <laughs> raw, unpasteurized. Mm. No, it's thick. It's got flavor. It's got, there's so many different flavors. Mm. Yeah, we've got a couple, two different honey vendors at our different markets so they're beekeepers and they're super happy to educate about like how and why and you know and that's something that's really good for asthma and allergies getting some of that local honey when i got the, the the bottle of honey as a gift like included in it was a little paper that said take a spoonful a day because it was like you know, and I see people taking bee pollen pills or whatever it is, like the vi- like the supplements or whatever, yeah. like to help you. But honestly, though, that bee, that the honey is something serious. Yeah, <laughs> we've got this big personal trainer who comes to the market and he swears by bee pollen. Mm. Uh, he says it helps him bulk up and helps his muscles recover. And I don't even know what all it helps, but he loves <laughs> it. It just he's, helps and it tastes good. <laughs> he, he's honey. all about it. <laughs> so when someone um, wants to, um, like, educate maybe the kids, you know, because do you only stay in Dade or is it, like, Dade and Broward? Like, right now you're concentrating on Dade? Yeah, honey? our work is just in Miami-Dade. And okay. we um, we work with a bunch of different partners. So the Miami Gardens thing, there's a whole Live Healthy Miami Gardens initiative that we're yes. part of. Of. Yes. And so that's really great. Um, we're super happy to be part of that. The Health Foundation of South Florida is really promoting this work, and they're one of our funders for the mobile farm stand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're involved with a lot of different initiatives all over South Florida and Florida in general. Um, and I think with our new um, commissioner of agriculture, um, we're really going to see a lot more things happening, too, really awesome. promoting the getting local food into schools, mm-hmm. getting fresh food into schools. because yes. That's a really important part. Yeah, those school lunches, man. Yeah. <laughs> Mystery. Uh, <laughs> Mystery meat. And then there's other nonprofits like the Education Fund. They're planting gardens with mm. schools. So they're doing some really great work. And then there's folks doing the education pieces like Flippany does cooking demonstrations and a lot of schools. Uh, Common Threads does cooking programs in a lot of schools. So, yeah, there's a whole network of people that are trying to address this problem and really push the needle to help people eat healthy and make it easier for people to eat healthy. What about people that, that, what would you suggest for the parents that don't live in a home and don't have room to, like, plant something, but they still want to teach their kids like, the importance of it? Like, can they ever go out to where you guys are and 
kind of like groom their kids to through your, yeah, your they can movement. you know some of we can they can volunteer with us help us plant mm. a garden for another family um oh, cool. you can always you know i'm most people have room for at least a pot or two of something mm-hmm. like in a windowsill grow a few herbs and just get started small that's the most important thing is just start small start slow like you're not always going to succeed and just accept that some things will fail and you'll learn mm-hmm. from it and some things will succeed and you'll be really excited about your results and you'll learn <laughs> from that too you know what Art, i have a confession to make i have i'm like i have the worst green thumb like everything <laughs> that i try like my sister all her plants are like the most greenest most beautiful growing me i'm like okay water i'm like afraid to water afraid not to water over water i have the worst green thumb like what suggestions do you have for me i live in a condo what is the easiest thing to plant that i could possibly not kill mm. to start off with as a beginner because i think i might have to volunteer at your place to learn because i am like wrong yeah well a couple of house plants that maybe aren't edible or sometimes more <laughs> resilient um you could yeah stop by legion park we have a vendor who sells native plants mm. sometimes those are more resilient and okay. kind of you know they're used to our climate so you know finding something that's good for our climate that can yeah. be tricky like you know we got a pretty uh interesting climate that yeah. has different rules than people in other parts of the country and different you know parts of the caribbean and stuff mm. so um yeah and just keep trying <laughs> all right so i know i'm gonna keep trying again let's give up the information for the miami gardens um urban oasis project so again you're there thursdays in the morning from what time to what time is the mobile farm stand there right now we're there from 9 30 to 12 30 but we might be shifting that a little bit okay. so that's why we want people to get on the instagram at mg mobile farm stand to stay in touch okay um so yeah, Thurs- we're working out what's best with the community. So. Okay, with their schedule. So Thursdays for now, Betty T. Ferguson in the morning. Yeah. And then in the afternoon, starting at what time are you there? Uh, we're probably going to start there at 3 o'clock and go to about 5.30. Okay, so at Bunch Park Pool yeah. is the afternoons. And remember, with your Snap card, you get double, right? Yeah. Up to $40. Up to $40 we double. So you can get $80 of produce, produce for, for just 40, 40 bucks in your card. And if you only need $10... We're only going to charge you five. You know what? That is an awesome project. I want to give you a big high five, Art. Again, all of you, log on to urbanoasisproject.org to get all the information. Follow them on IG at MG Mobile Farm Stand or also Urban Oasis Project. I want to thank you for educating me and educating the community and trying to help build the movement of eating better. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here. It's super fun. And, you know, we love meeting people in the community and just being out there and talking to people. So this is great to get to be on your show, and hopefully we'll see more of you out there soon. Awesome. Your girl, Super Cindy, Community Matters, 99 Jams.